I'll tell you how my year as a dispatcher has been. I'm willing to bet that it's just about the same as every other dispatcher out there. You can simply name any emotion at all. Anger, happiness, surprise, disappointment, affection, disgust, worry, curiosity, any of them really. And chances are, we felt that emotion somewhere during the past year. To give you a quick idea, I just took one on Christmas morning that was from an alarm company wanting to report a Zone 4 burglar alarm, but had no clue as to what Zone 4 is. You would think that an alarm company would want to know if Zone 4 is a kitchen or a living room or a bedroom. But no, they don't sometimes. Hearing that over and over, you might get a little bit disgusted out of it. Then the next call, a woman was calling for a homeless man that, while sitting around a fire at a homeless camp all night just to stay warm, he inhaled too much smoke and was having trouble breathing. It was truly frigid the past couple nights, and this man was just trying to stay warm. That's a bit humbling when sitting here thinking about it in a warm room recording this episode. So for me, a lot like most other dispatchers, even though it's probably been a normal year, mine still had its ups and downs, filled with all the motions I mentioned before, and more. Point is with all this, here we are at the end of another year, and a lot in the world has happened. Same here on the podcast, too. I've covered some cases, some good, mostly bad, some life-changing, and some life-ending, but always try to do so in a way so all of you can get maybe a glimpse of what it's like to be a dispatcher. So today, in this episode, I'm going to end the year out just like I described here. I have quite a few calls that will hit on bits of several different emotions. I've hit y'all pretty hard the past few weeks, so maybe I'll sneak something good in there too. Welcome back to Music City 911. We're going to start this one off a little bit more lightly, but it's with someone who could possibly be credited with saving the entire world. Knox County 911. Yes, ma'am. My name is Special Agent Richard A. Smith, badge number 0931 with the United States Illuminati Order. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, I am currently stuck inside of the air conditioner unit on top of the Knoxville Museum of Art downtown at the World's Fair Park. I was here um, trying to complete an operation that went terribly wrong and uh, I've kind of got myself into a position that I can't get myself out of. And I can't contact my superiors and I need the rescue squad to come and get me out immediately, please. Okay, where are you at again? The museum? 
the Knoxville Museum of Art. Okay. Across, it's next to the, uh, you know, in the World Fair Park. Correct. Um, from the top of the roof, there is a ventilator shaft that leads to the main air conditioning unit. And I have the rope that's gone down to the top of it. And I'm set at the very bottom. There's a very, very narrow uh, path, and I can't get back up. I'll need a harness and a rope that's at least probably about 45 to 50 feet. Okay, what's your phone number, sir? My phone number is area code 865. Okay, hold on a second, okay? Yes, ma'am. Sierra Mike, India Tango Hotel 423, please come in. Sierra Mike, India Tango Hotel 423, please Richard A. Smith, badge number 0931 with the United States Illuminati Order. I'm sorry, the United States what? Illuminati Order. Uh, you won't be able to find that on your national... Uh, right, and you're saying the Illuminati Order, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay. <clears throat> okay, well, we'll go ahead and get this over to dispatch, okay? Thank you, family. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. This man here, Richard Anthony Smith, who was just 25 at the time of this incident, called 911 a little after 4 a.m. He was on a mission to save the world. Being not just an employee, but an agent with the United States Illuminati Order, his mission was to enter the Knoxville Museum of Art via the heating and air system using a flagpole rope to lower himself down, navigate the labyrinth of vents down to the basement where a Soviet bomb was lying hidden in a blue plastic cow sculpture, and then defuse it. Unfortunately for him, he got stuck in the vents on his way down. And he also relayed later that even if he did make the journey from the top to the bottom of the museum, it would have all been for naught being that he was ill-informed of the correct location of the explosive device, which was actually in Memphis. Police and fire units were sent to the scene to investigate and locate this secret agent, and when they finally found him, his first words were, Mission failed. I'd say so. Smith was arrested for burglary and was later sentenced to mental health treatments. This was not his first run-in with the law, though. At the time of this arrest, he had been arrested three other times in a year's time for public intoxication, more than one criminal trespassing, as well as theft and criminal impersonation after he was found to have been living 
and various places in a local hospital in Knoxville and gaining access to various areas with a stolen nurse's ID and keys. Calls like this, you just have to take them and move on. There's not a lot you can do aside from sending up the info that you're given and then go on to the next call. Maybe taking a few seconds to shake your head and cross your fingers that the next call will be something a little bit better. Then you get a violent call like this next one. Got it. 
department is on the way. He did what? They on the way. I'm sorry. He set what on fire? He, he, he set the lady on fire. Right. Whatever he did, it affected the house. Okay, so the house is on fire now? Yes. Okay, do everybody need to get out? Oh, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Tell everybody to get out of the house, honey. Are you on the cell phone? Yeah. Okay, walk out with the phone. Walk out. Get everybody out. Not the baby, the mother. The mother. And the house is now on fire. He set the mother on fire. The baby's okay. And now the house is on fire. What's that number, Cora? The phone number. She said she was on the cell. Second floor. Harold Stewart, who was 50 years old at the time of this call, had been with his girlfriend, Christina, and her two daughters. He was up to no good before the call started out. One of the daughters, who was 12 years old, told her mom that Howard had been touching her inappropriately. Later on, an argument started up and went on for a while and ended with the mother saying she was going to the police about this. The next morning, the 12-year-old woke up to something wet on her. When she looked up, she saw Howard standing over her bed, dousing her with something and then lighting matches and throwing them at her. She got up and ran from the room and was then grabbed by Stuart, who drug her back inside the room and again doused her with whatever he had. Luckily, the matches didn't work on her. The 12-year-old ran again, and then on her way out, grabbed her three-month-old sister to leave. On her way out, she found her mother naked on the floor and burned badly. He did manage to set her on fire. The girl managed to run to a neighbor's house to have them call for help. Luckily, the mother was saved, but not before having extensive burns over a large portion of her body. Howard Stewart was found by police a short distance from this location, and when he was detained, police found several matches on him. He was arrested and charged with first-degree arson, attempted assault, and first-degree assault. He was held on a $2 million bond and then sentenced to 40 years in prison, with 15 of those suspended after he served at least 25. It's really heartbreaking to hear something like this. But I believe there had to have been some sort of luck that morning when this happened. Had he managed to set the 12-year-old on fire, no one might have known about this at all until it was too late. So there's another emotion to wrap your head around. But a completely different one on this next call. What's up? Uh, you want to talk to me real quick? Hello? I need somebody to talk to. Hello? I need somebody to talk to. Where are you at? 
from my house. Where is your house? I'm on Luther King. Martin Luther King and what? Our cemetery. What? Our cemetery. Okay, give me the address so I can get you some help. You gonna give me some help? Yep. Huh? Yeah, give me your address. You're gonna come see me? Yeah, give me your address. Yeah? What is your address? Where are you at? You're gonna come see me? Where are you? I'm on. Give me the address. Are you gonna come see me? Yeah, if you give me the address. Is that a house or an apartment or what? It's an apartment. Is there an apartment number you're in so I know the call, where to come at? What are you going to do when you get here? Huh? Huh? You going to pull that in the pants? I can't understand. I'm going to pull that in the pants when they fuck you. What? You just tell me your apartment number? You will? Yeah. Your apartment? What is your apartment number? Um, room number, um, I'm in the bathroom. Huh? I'm in the bathroom. Well, oh, that's a house or an apartment or what? It's an apartment. You have coffee? You gonna fuck this baby? 
quality and that wasn't so great i think you can probably tell what he was getting at though during most of the call believe it or not he actually called back this one's a little bit shorter than that last one actress katherine heigl a passionate animal advocate who has saved over sixteen thousand dogs says she's been seeing more issues with dogs joints odors and health than ever before she believes there's a link between canine health and diet after extensive research she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. Hello? Can you hear Hello? me? Hey, you called 911. Do you need the police or paramedics? Yeah. What for? One 
police or paramedics? Sir? All of first, I wasn't sure if the first dispatcher knew what was happening or not, but later on, it seemed pretty evident that she knew what this man was trying to do and was the reason she was sort of playing along with it and trying to get his address. The man's name on the call is Joshua Basso. In the police report, he stated that he was going to do some laundry, but the washer was broken. He then had some breakfast and then decided to go into the shower for some fun. After being located by police, he said that he ran out of minutes on his phone and that he could only dial 911, so he was using that to try and solicit some sex. It was a bit hard to tell from the bad recordings on his end, but he was asking some pretty beyond inappropriate questions, asking, in lesser terms I might add, if the dispatchers had very specific nice body parts and if they wanted to have sex with him. Those weren't the words he was using, though. He claimed he wasn't masturbating while on the phone, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't true from the sound of it. Police arrested him and charged him with multiple counts of making false 911 calls. He stated that previously, he had never been arrested for any sort of sexual misconduct, which was true at the time, but later in March of 2011, he had been arrested for lewd behavior and stalking. What's even more disturbing... Masso was arrested later for again calling 911 seven times asking for the same thing from female dispatchers. From all this, he seems like a truly disturbed individual and hope that his ways have changed since then. Maybe someone has finally got him some help for his issues. I know he doesn't need to be out on the streets the way he was then. Believe it or not, this isn't something that is a solitary incident either. I know at the center I work at, we get calls like this from time to time, and they certainly make you feel pretty disgusting just having to listen to mess like that when it's not welcomed. If you're a dispatcher out there and have had similar, hop on the discussion group on Facebook and let me and everyone else know your story on this. And finally, a bit of good in the form of some funniness, but also mixed in with a healthy dose of annoying. Emergency 911, Kendall County. Yeah, why is my iPhone not working? What's not working? My iPhone. My whole phone's not working right now. Your home phone is not working? My whole phone, my iPhone's not working. Your iPhone? Yeah, I don't know. It's not like I took, took on my phone, it's not working. Okay, I don't... Uh, this has something to do with Apple. I don't know what's going on. Okay, like, well... What do <laughs> Contact it's them. It's not a funny thing. Contact. I can't even make my own phone call. Okay, do you need the police or fire or ambulance? No, I don't. I okay. just want to know why the hell this thing's not working. I don't know, sir. I'm well, not into the I'll telephone. Well, I'll try again, okay? 
whatever, you know. Who who are you trying to contact? I'm just trying to dial my own phone. Okay, well, if you have a problem with your phone, sir, I would contact your contact your uh, phone yeah, company. Yeah, I can't get you know everything's screwed up right now. Okay, well, um, whenever you fault. dial back, it's your fault. I'm sorry. Goodbye. I understand that, but whenever you're doing that, you're tying up a phone line. I know, I know, I'm doing that, but it ain't my fault. It's an AT&T's fault. Okay, well then contact it, it, the phone it, company. It ain't, it ain't my fault, okay? Contact but the I, phone company, sir. Bye. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm. This guy right here. Obviously, it sounds like he's pretty drunk, or maybe on something. Not sure, but. He certainly didn't need to be calling 911. And even though he hung up, he called back. 911, where is your emergency? I can't use my phone. Hello? I called 911. I said, okay. Okay, where is your emergency, sir? Well, I want my emergency. It's like, you don't listen here. I can't get through into my phone unless I dial 911. I'm ready to dash my phone into the concrete wall. Is okay. that okay? Is that okay? Well, um, no. No, it's not okay. Okay. Hey, what the hell's wrong with my phone? Okay, tell me. Oh. Uh, when I'm uh, on an AT&T iPhone, what's wrong with it? Okay. I have no, no idea. My this is the emergency 911 dispatch. Oh, yeah, but that's the only way I can get through to my phone, okay? My phone don't work no matter what. Do you have an emergency, sir? Yes, I do. My emergency is my phone don't work. Okay, what's your address? One oh blah 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 blah. Okay, you understand that? No, sorry, I did not understand that. What is your address? How about you want my phone number? Um, I need your address, sir. No, I'm trying to dial my phone. I understand that, but if you have an emergency, I need your address so that we can. Oh. What am I supposed to do if my phone don't dial? Um, well, you were able to dial 911, and if you have an emergency, I will know. Oh, well, well, thank you very much. Thank you. God damn it. yourself. Okay. Have a good night, sir. One, four. Yeah, how about I smash this phone on the floor, okay? Why can't I dial up the numbers I used to be able to dial? That is, I do not know that. What well, why you don't sir? you know that, okay? Is that because, because do you have, a, what is your address where you're at, sir? I'm not dying, don't worry, don't send a place or nothing nowhere, okay? Well, maybe they could help you. Well, no, the problem is, is that the damn phone don't work. No, I understand, sir. Well, I can't you direct me to the AT&T people. Unfortunately, we are 911 dispatch center, so therefore... Well, don't worry, there's no emergency emergency here. Okay, and... The best bet is to probably either go to an AT&T store or... Well, how about I just blow this phone up? Okay. Hello? I know this will be hard for you to believe, but people do, in fact, call for stuff like this. Their phone gets cut off, usually for non-payment of their bill, and they, somewhere in their mind, decide to call 911 to try and get their phone cut back on again. I don't know how their mind gets there, but 911 works on their phone, so they dial it. 
Sometimes they listen and understand that we don't work for any cell phone carrier at all and that we can't turn their phone on. But sometimes, like this guy, they just keep on. No answer will do for them unless it's cutting their cell phone back on. Just because we're on the other end of the phone doesn't mean we can fix their phone issue. Yes, we are working and are in a very different sort of way a telephone operator, but it's like calling McDonald's and trying to order a bucket of chicken. It's just not the same at all. It's something we can't do. I don't have any further on these calls that I just played, but I'm hoping that when the caller finally sobered up that maybe that piece of his brain that stopped working will do a little bit of a reboot and let him call the one and only place that can fix his problem, which apparently is AT&T. So there you have it. Just a small slice of the pie of emotions that we are faced with over and over, day in and day out, around the clock, all the time. This life as a dispatcher, it can certainly be a unique one. Before I go, I have a huge recommendation for everyone here. If you haven't already seen me post about this in my group or other social media, you absolutely have to listen to the latest episode of the incredible podcast called Minds of Madness. Episode 145 was just released a week ago, and it is easily the most detailed account of the Nashville Christmas bombing I've heard. The episode is expertly done in all aspects, and, a good bonus, I'm a featured guest on it. It was truly a remarkable experience to be a part of this, and I can't stress enough how good of an episode it turned out to be. Every single person listening to this show right now should immediately jump over and have a listen to episode 145 of Minds of Madness. I promise you'll enjoy it. Here's a trailer if you're unaware of that show. The Minds of Madness is a true crime podcast that explores what causes ordinary people to do unthinkable things. I'm Tyler, and as the host, I'll take you every other week through some of the strangest cases, examining shocking murders from every angle. Like a freeloading son in Tennessee who dismembered his parents after being financially cut off. Or the disturbing case of an elderly man in Australia who washed his wife's remains down a storm drain after dissolving her body in acid. Or the dad in Louisiana who shot his son's martial arts instructor on live television in an act of vigilante justice. Follow The Minds of Madness today on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening now. For all the new listeners out there, and anyone else for the matter, be sure to follow on all social media, each of which is linked in the show notes. Drop a five-star rating and leave a review wherever you listen. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so in a few different ways. You can start by becoming a member over at Patreon for ad-free and bonus episodes, one of which was released just last week. You can also pick up some extremely stylish Music City 911 merch at the merch store, also linked below, or at my website, musiccity911.com. It's very cool stuff and has taken over all the runways at fashion shows in Paris and New York. Well, maybe not quite that stylish. And finally, there are times I get a bit thirsty, and there's nothing quite like a nice beer to tackle that. Over at the website, musiccity911.com, there's a spot you can buy me a beer. It's a simple one-time donation that will go to help out the show, but more so the show's host, me, when I'm needing a cold one after a hard day's work. 
I'm looking forward to the new year and wishing you all a great rest of 2022. I'll see y'all next year. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.